It's second down and 10 here for the Rams at the 16-yard line on the left hash. Donnelly with the long green sleeves under the gold jersey sends him in motion with his right hand. Shinbine motions across the formation of the right. The pass underneath, caught at the five. Touchdown, Kyle Morgatz. The first touchdown of the season for the Rams on home turf. And then Morgatz, exclamation point, backflip. And the Rams have the lead once again. Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. Hey, thanks for checking out Growing the Game with Ballsy. I am Ballsy. We're in a year four of this podcast. Please share the podcast with your friends and family and others in the football community. That's how we grow and, I guess, now keep the game alive. The best form of promotion is word of mouth. The goal for me is to put a spotlight on our kids and the coaches and the builders to get them the promotion that they so rightfully deserve in a time where a lot of people want to throw away our three-down game. We need to promote it, I believe. This podcast is coming to you from the Regina Sports Performance Studio. Respect the effort. Join today at reginasports.ca. All our guests come to you on the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline. Hammer Time Roofing is Saskatoon's only certaintied five-star roofing contractor that is backed by a true manufacturer's warranty. Give them a call at 306 306- 262 roof thanks to my other sponsors face first medical aesthetics beat back father time in a naturally looking way second floor above gabbo's on dudney avenue i recently went there for a skin booster and wow what a difference that makes go check out crescendo over there paul waldo at royal LePage in regina getting the real estate game with the three-time great cup champ 306-502-5355 agt foods agt food and ingredients one of the largest suppliers of value-added pulses staple foods and food ingredients in the world. Truly a great Saskatchewan success story. Gear up with John Ryan Foundation. Thanks to the local football legend for giving back to his community. This podcast, the RMF, and other ventures. We really appreciate him remembering where he comes from. Mark Greshner Photography. Trust him to capture the big moments in your life. MarkGreshner.com. Many of his photos are breathtaking. And it is time for the Where They Now segment brought to you by our friends over at Double Z Ag Sales in Weyburn. For grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance, give Corey Zadorozniak a call, 306-842-2406. And in the spotlight today in the Where Are They Now segment is former Montreal Alouettes head coach and former Buffalo Bills head coach Marv Levy. Levy won two great cups with the Alouettes and, of course, lost four Super Bowls in a row with the Buffalo Bills. The reason I'm talking to him, other than the fact that he's unbelievable Unbelievably sharp at 95 years old. Guy's written four books. He's going in to the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in the 2021 class. So I caught up recently with Marv from his home in Chicago. Marv Levy, you're 95 years old. What is your secret, man? Uh, I'll tell you what, whatever you got, I want some of it. Well, I am very fortunate. I, I do realize that. And But I, I, I lived a relatively clear life. No cigarettes, no drugs, very moderate uh, in any of my drinking. Exercised all the time. I still go out. I no longer go out for a run. I used to till about five or six years ago, but for a good hour walk each day. Uh, and... Uh, Great family. That really makes a difference, all of it. Hey, uh, Marv, what does your life look like here during this pandemic? 
Well, it certainly changed very much. Uh, we, we were big for going out to dinner. My wife and I, we live here in Chicago now. Uh, we're not doing the traveling we used to do. We used to take off for Palm Springs, California in the wintertime for two or three months. Um, but still, we have many friends that stay in touch. Um, and um, my, I got grandkids, daughter here that are, uh, we love them very much. So I'm staying busy uh, and trying to do some writing. I haven't written a book for a while, but I did for a while. I'm, I'm contemplating what to write right now. I'm trying to write a novel of some sort. Don't ask me what. I don't know yet myself. At 95 years old, man, that is that is outstanding. Now, Marv, you're going into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame and you're joining Bud Grant and Warren Moon as the only three guys to do that in terms of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Just your thoughts. Well, I was overwhelmed. Uh, I do believe, uh, without any prodding from me, in fact, I didn't even know who he was at the time, that the the, the current president of the Montreal Alouettes, Mario Tuccini, took it upon himself to launch a campaign in that direction and call in many of my former players uh, and uh, people in Montreal to campaign. And uh, I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm ultra pleased uh, to join. I know both Warren and, and Bud. I knew Bud well during our coaching days. And um, I, I'm extremely complimented by being accorded this honor. Marv Levy, how did you end up in the CFL? Well, um, I coached for many years, uh, colleges, uh, assistants in, in professional football. And at the time, uh, in 1972, I was coach, I was an assistant coach with the uh, Washington Redskins. We went to the Super Bowl game against the undefeated Miami Dolphins and uh, didn't win it. But uh, we came close, but didn't win it. But through all those years, there was a scout from Canada named J.I. Albrecht who used to come down and scout teams that I was not just my teams. I was on, but often those teams. And uh, I got to know him. We became cordial. He started to study me pretty well. And when the job in in, um, Canada opened after the 1972 season in Montreal, J.I. now was the general manager of the Montreal Alouettes, and he suggested strongly to the team owner, Sam Berger, about interviewing, hopefully hiring me. He did, and the rest is history. When you think of your five seasons in the CFL, what what immediately comes to mind for you, Marv? Oh, I can't say one single thing does. It wasn't just the football. I was enamored with the life in Montreal, with the people with the people I associate with. The owner, Sam Berger, he had a young family of kids all about uh, entering or just about to enter their 20s who were sharp and smart. And um, and then meeting so many people in Montreal, struggling to learn a little bit uh, French, which I took in, in college and uh, never mastered, but uh, it was interesting to begin to get a chance to apply that language there. And now, the, yes, you're right, it was five years there out of a 47-year long coaching career, but those five remain very prominent in my fond memories. I'm amazed. It doesn't often uh, happen where I'm speechless, but I can't believe I'm talking to a 95-year-old guy that's as quick as a whip. So I would imagine you have some memories. You have some memories of Regina, Ryder fans, Saskatchewan. What do you remember about uh, bringing an Alouette's team here and the teams you faced in Saskatchewan? Well, 
no, I do remember. We did a lot of travel, and we were in and out. Uh, I did not get much chance to go there, but it was great to meet people through, uh, throughout the, the, the vast country. Yeah. Uh, just as it is the living here in the U.S., to meet people, some from uh, from Alabama and some from uh, California. And it was great there to learn the culture of a country for whom I have great respect. I used to be very moved standing on the sideline singing O Canada before the game. Uh, again, as I say, I, those are fond memories. I look forward to this coronavirus pandemic being concerted and being able to go back up. I have visited back to Montreal and Toronto on many occasions. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, RCFL, the three-down game in crisis right now. We didn't play last year because of COVID and who knows this year. But what did you like about our league? Besides, you know, you said the culture and being in Montreal. What did you like about our game and our league? Well, uh, you know, the, the rules are a little bit different, just as you mentioned. The field, uh, the square yardage on the field was more by a little bit than twice the square yardage on, on an American field. Uh, accommodating to the difference in rules, the 12th man, uh, being in motion towards the line of scrimmage, uh, and, and many other different things. Uh, I enjoyed it, just like I had to learn the new ones. The players that we were able to bring out of the team uh, for, from the U.S. having to accommodate to all of that new stuff. And uh, so it, it was uh, it was an educational experience in more ways than just in, on the field, but on the field as well. But one thing I did learn, whether it was uh, football here in the NFL or football there in the CFL, it took the same things to win. It wasn't what your system was. It wasn't that type of thing. But if you run, throw, block, tackle, catch, kick better than your opponent, you're going to win. Fundamentals. I learned how important teaching of fundamentals was over how important what system you happen to be running is. Very interesting. Hey, you served in World War II. Lots of your buddies didn't make it back. How much did that help you overcome four straight losses in the Super Bowl? Because one of your famous quotes and your very famous four quotes, this isn't a must win. World War II was a must win. So how much did that experience help you with what some people would call devastating experiences in losing uh, four straight Super Bowls. Yes. Um, well, right. Um, actually, I entered uh, the uh, Army Air Corps here in the U.S. Uh, after I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Just I hadn't yet turned 18. It took me three months before they'd let me come in the Army Air Corps. But uh, I, I loved history. I followed history. And I was overwhelmed by Winston Churchill and uh, what, what it took to win. And so I always remembered it, how to bounce back, how to bounce back. And it wasn't a, a win or a must win. No, the must win was the war. Not a not a football game. You feel terrible when you lose it. And I often quoted Churchill that, uh, or I quoted some ancient English poet, uh, Sir Andrew from the 12th century. After one of our Super Bowl losses, posted it on the on the bulletin board. Fight on, my men. Sir Andrew said. Little I'm hurt, but not yet slain. I'll just lie down and bleed a while, and then I'll rise and fight again. And this was the qualities that our players with those Buffalo Bills teams had. And one of the other great qualities they had, the day I was hired by Mr. Ralph Wilson, also a World War II veteran older than me, he and our fantastic general manager, Bill Polian, made an agreement. We would bring onto our team only players of high character. Their personalities, some might be extroverts, some might be more 
and laid back, but did they show up on time? Did they not blame their teammates? Did they bounce back for disappointment? Did they prepare? Were they good family guys? Were they good citizens? So those are the kind of guys that had what it took. To, re- to come back from the devastation of those losses. Marv, 47 years in coaching, five in the CFL, as you pointed out. Would you like to be a head coach today with all the video, all the large staffs, players on social media? Of course, there was no social media when you were uh, coming up as a coach. Would you like to be a coach in today's game? Well, uh, I don't know if I do have the energy to do it uh, in a manner which would be fair to those who who are coaching. But uh, you're right. The game has become very complex. Like, I, I don't know that I'd like to have a staff like in the NFL of 20 assistant coaches. I, I just I don't, I can't understand some of that. But someone once told me, and I, I, I remembered it well, if you don't change with the times, the times are going to change you. So you have to adapt, and uh, time goes on. Uh, I wish I knew uh, modern-day technology better, but at least I got my, my six-year-old granddaughter to help me with it. <laughs> That's good. Hey, <laughs> let's go back to those Super Bowls. They say nobody ever remembers the second-place team, the, 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 the team that was the runner-up, but the Buffalo Bills, people remember those teams. Do you think that'll ever be done again, where a team will go to force straight Super Bowls? Well, I, I think it would be a, a, a tremendously difficult thing, but who knows? Uh, uh, whatever I predict, it'll probably happen the other way, so I'm not going to make <laughs> a prediction. It, it certainly would be something, and uh, particularly to go to them after you've lost the previous one is even more demanding, so it sure would be a difficult thing to do, but who knows? Any one of those Super Bowls more painful than the other? Marv? No, I can't say one was more painful than the other. They all hurt. You had to regroup and fight back. And uh, they were, you had to realize, too, they were, they were a game. They were a sport. Uh, you, you, you don't, it, it's not life-threatening. Yes, they're disappointing. You try hard. But, gosh, did we have guys of high character in our team and throughout our organization, uh, it isn't just a good coach, a good quarterback, a, a good team. It's total organization that helps you succeed. And those were great days. We had great fans. They sustained us. And uh, by the way, about uh, about 20% of our fans on game day there were from right across uh, the border mm-hmm. in Canada. Yeah. A lot of fans from Canada. Yeah, for sure. Hey, let's go back to that wild card win over the Oilers. Uh, you guys are down, I think, 25 points at halftime. What was that halftime speech like, Marvin? Was that your strength as a head coach to rally the troops? Well, uh, no, Pep talks, they, they tune you out. It was quiet. There was a very moribund atmosphere. Jim Kelly, our starting quarterback, was hurt. He was out. Frank Reich was in. He was sitting there rather glum. And uh, I remember walking over to Frank. He was sitting there with our offensive coordinator, Jim Schaffner. I said, Frank, you're going to lead the greatest comeback in NFL history. And uh, he nodded his head like, yeah, sure. And we're walking up the tunnel to go out there, and Jim Schaffner, the offensive quarterback, said, Marv, we're only down by uh, by, by 25 points. He said, the greatest comeback was 28. He said, I know that. I was in that game. And, oh, Frank didn't know the difference. First play of the second half, Frank threw a touchdown. Not to us, but to their defensive back who <laughs> intercepted it and goes all the way. We're now down 35-3. to and we bounced back from that. The next seven minutes, we scored four touchdowns. The long passes, block kicks, uh, interceptions. Uh, yeah. And um, 
when I, in my, the book I wrote afterwards uh, in the U.S. history, the famous words of uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, I wrote four scores and seven minutes ago about that instead <laughs> of four scores and seven years ago. And, and then in the locker room after the game, after the tremendous celebration was finally over, I walked over to congratulate Frank, and he said, Coach, you know, uh, you said I was going to hold the greatest comeback. He said the greatest comeback was 28 points. We were only down by 25. He said, that's why I threw that interception for the touchdown. (laughs) That's awesome. You've made a few quotes of your own. You've you've quoted a few people. Here's one I really liked. Where else would you rather be? That's a a Marv Levy quote. Where did that one come from? Way back in the 1950s, I was an assistant coach at the University of New Mexico. Head coach, guy named Dick Clausen. I had played for him as an undergrad at Coe College. Dick, after after spring practice was offered the athletic directorship at Arizona, and he uh, took the job. Well, they couldn't go out and search for other coaches, uh, so the general manager, uh, Pete McDavid, promoted me to head coach. And then, just before the kickoff, finally, of the first game, there in Albuquerque, the beautiful Sandia Mountains in the background, pretty cheerleaders leading dances, fight songs being played, the players gathered around me for some words of wisdom, what they're going to do, and I couldn't think of anything. So the sentiment washed over me, and I blurted it out. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? And that's what I said before the kickoff of every game I coached during the remainder of my career. Very uh, astute and sobering quote for sure. Hey, Coach, you've been around uh, longer than me, so you've seen a lot and a lot more than me. So maybe I'm, maybe you won't agree with this statement, but it feels like our, our world's in really rough shape. Maybe the roughest it's been for a long time. Don't you wish we could go inside a dressing room and let people see how different people come from different races, religions, that type of stuff, backgrounds, they all come together and pull together for one common goal. It feels like society needs to go inside a locker room. Was it like that in the Bills locker Locker room and in the Alouettes locker room when you coached? Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, that type of thing never entered my mind, uh, prejudice. Uh, why? Every person's a person you evaluate on the basis of his or her character. We, 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 if we had anybody that was involved in racial discriminatory things. I can't even remember any. Uh, We certainly would call them aside and let them know our feelings and try to educate them in the right direction, but I don't recall any. Our guys got along great uh, regardless of religion or or, uh, color. Hey, uh, lastly, you're a Harvard-educated law school student. Very experienced uh, coach. Perfect guy to ask this of. What advice do you have for a young football coach listening to this interview right now? Marv? Uh, Honor the game. Uh, Give it your best. You'll have to bounce back from disappointing times. Have fun. That's why you're doing it. That's why I took the job. It was fun. Uh, Have character, and you're responsible for educating the character of uh, the players that come under you a little bit maybe by talking, but mostly by example. Oh, that's great. And Marva, I want to squeeze one more in here. How long did it take you to, or do you ever get past losing uh, all those Super Bowls in a row? Did you, like, you seem like a guy very positive that you can get past it. Did it take you a while to get over those? Oh, they hurt. I don't know. 
I, maybe I can't remember them all, but I remember after the first one, I couldn't fall asleep that night. I pounding a pillow all night long, and yeah, it hurts. It hurts. But then you got to think about it. Winston Churchill again: never, 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 never surrender. And you, you keep bouncing back. And our fans too. I'll say it again: they're they're in Buffalo. Were a tremendous part of bringing us back. Tremendously supportive. I do, I do recall one time, one night after I think the second one or maybe we lost. I had a, a Monday night call-in show that I did with a, a guy named Paul McGuire who had been a former mm-hmm. player there. And um, one fan called said, "Coach, please don't go back to the Super Bowl next year." He said, "I can't take it." He says, "It, it hurts. It's it just I don't want you to go back. Please don't." And my response to him is, "Sir, I understand your anguish. I share it with you, but I'm glad you're not on my team." <laughs> That's a great way to respond. I do a call-in show here in Regina, so uh, I could use that advice. That's awesome. Hey, Coach, <laughs> Coach, I really appreciate uh, you taking your time uh, out of your day to talk with me, and congratulations on a very, very uh, great honor, uh, becoming just the third person to be in both Football Hall of Fames. Thanks a lot. Thank you. It's a pleasure to talk with you and be able to project it to the great fans up there. Thank you. <laughs> Well, as we know, the vaccine rollouts continue in Saskatchewan. These are the top conversation starters while you're waiting for your vaccine. Is this your first time getting microchipped? When we're done, you want to take turns rubbing each other's shoulders? I heard the top side effect of the vaccine is horniness. Another top conversation starter while you're waiting for the vaccine. Do you think if I tip extra, the nurse will spank me? I vomit blood and lose bowel control at the sight of needles. You? And the top conversation starter while standing in line waiting for your vaccine. I don't know about you, but it hits a little too close to home when they say it's just a tiny prick. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.